Hey Josh. Hey Ryan. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. That's good. Yeah. Um, um I uh I did hit the record button in case you were wondering about that. Uh no, I uh I was aware of that. Yeah. Oh good you job. can that's right, you can tell. I forgot. Yeah, it says uh media recording when I uh when I join. Okay. So I know automatically. Oh, okay. So, okay. So when so you asked me, when you asked me if I, we were recording, recording last time, you, you knew that I, we weren't recording. Yeah. Cause I, um, I didn't hear the voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's a little record, uh, blinking red light thing in the top left corner. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. Uh, so, good job for remembering. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so how have your, uh, last couple of weeks at work been? Pretty good. Um, we're out in the middle of farmland, uh, upstate New York. Um, pretty much just in the middle of nowhere, like just in the middle of like this big farm. Uh, it's like this big field, um, 300 feet up. So pretty high up there, but, um, it's been nice not having anybody around, you know, kind of secluded and peaceful, kind of just focus on work. You don't have, uh, don't have any like, you know, anxiety with other people. Um, I think we talked about it on the last one or whatever I was working at, uh, that Rochester upstate. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a rough area to work in. It's just like totally different, um, you know, mental, mentally is just totally different, you know, so much more laid back and just focus on work. So it's been good. Good. Awesome. Just, uh, yeah, just enjoying it while it lasts. Cause you know, it seems like every other site we go to is nice and then shitty and then nice and then shitty. So. Yeah. Um, are you guys going to stay in New York for a while or? Um, yeah, we've been there for like two months now and, uh, probably another couple months, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So after this site, I think we have like one or two more. Okay. Wow. Um, nice. So you're just moving all around, um, uh, New York state. Pretty much. Yeah. We've been to two places so far and then. Like I said, probably another like two more sites there. I don't, um, both different, different places in New York, but yeah. So it's kind of cool getting to experience new places and see how, uh, upstate New York is. I've never really experienced it before. So it's cool. Something different. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, the weather is going to start to change too. So it's might start to get a little chilly in, uh, in New York. Yeah, I know. Uh, I actually just got back from Cabela's. I got um, some new uh, new sweatshirt, nice hoodie, Carhartt, and then I got a rain jacket, a couple long sleeve shirts. So, yeah, I'm getting ready for the cold. Um, I bought it's like a three hundred dollar. No, it was more than that. No, it, it was about three hundred. Um, it's like a pair of bibs. 
and then it comes with a jacket. It's like a winter set and uh, it's, it keeps you really, really warm during the winter. So I invested in that. It's a little bit, it's a lot of money, but it's definitely worth uh, investing a little more and being comfortable instead of being miserable for sure. So oh. I'd rather spend the money. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Get the right stuff. And, you know, I just want to feel good at work. It sucks being miserable up there. Oh yeah. Uh, try, yeah. Try to minimize it as much as you can. It's like, you know, you can only get so warm and when it's cold like that, but you, you know, got to do minimize it the best you can. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're kind of helpless up there. So you might as well at least be comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it'll be my third winter. You kind of like uh, get like an understanding of how it works, you know, what gear to wear and what gear to get uh, to make the job like easier and less miserable. So I'm kind of at the point now where I kind of feel like I got the gist of it. and um, I'm invest investing more in like the right tools that'll make my job easier. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm dropping a little bit of money on it. I, I got like a couple new tools this week too. Um, just stuff that'll make like the job easier, you know, and less stressful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I do the, um, I've done the same thing with my job. Like I bought a, uh, I bought an iPad, which I use, um, sometimes at school and, um, some other stuff I bought with my own money, um, that I didn't need to buy, but it right. helps me out and makes my life easier. So, um, I def I definitely see um, the benefits of spending a little bit of money to uh, make your job more enjoyable. Yeah, and it's uh, you you got to think of it as like an investment, you know. Um, you that's how you make your money is work, and so if you invest in your work, then it's only going to make you more money. You know, if you're yeah. if you got the tools around you that'll put you ahead, um, that means that you know, you're setting yourself up for success in the future with your job. So yeah. I, I kind of started to realize that a little bit, you know, so I was kind of at like a standstill and I was just using the same equipment all the time and doing things kind of the hard way, you know, so trying to make it like as easy as possible to get the job done, you know, so I can work faster and, you know, not strain myself, stuff like that. Yeah, I think that uh, makes a lot of sense. I have, um, I, I know, or I have, I know coworkers that, um, they won't spend like a cent of their own money. Um, they always just want to use like, um, you know, money from the school. Um, they, ne they never think it's, uh, worth it to spend any money, um, for their job. But mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think, you know, to make your job a little bit more comfortable, more enjoyable, you know, it definitely, is an investment, especially if this is your, um, your career. So, um, I think it's definitely worth it. Totally. And, uh, I was thinking about it too, like you said, with people not wanting to spend the money because they expect their company to, it's like, um, the way I see it is some companies do pay for stuff like that. You know, I could probably find a different company that would buy me all the gear that I need you know, everything that I want, whatever, but they not, they might not have what this company gives me in other aspects, you know? So it's like what that company has, you know, it's lacking in ways that kind of affect me more, you know? So like spending a little more on, 
on the job and tools, like I don't mind doing that because it makes my life easier. You know, it's, I don't really see it about the money. It's, I see it as just making my life easier so I can get the job done and, uh, you know, deal, you know, and then I got the, the rest of the benefits that I, that I need from the company. So there's nothing to really complain about. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, you know, like not, not spending any money, um, on your job. Um, it's kind of like a, uh, instant gratification, uh, type of thing. Like it might feel good, like in the moment to not spend any money. Um, cause you're saving a little bit, but in the long run, um, you're probably going to have the, you're probably going to have more benefits, um, spending a little bit of money, um, enjoying your job more, uh, than if you didn't spend, um, any money at all. Um, you know, like I said, I, I spent a little bit of money um, on my jobs, made my, my, my life totally easier. Um, I have an iPad with a stylus that I bought and it's just so great. I can just, I can just write on it and I, um, <clears throat> I use it all the time. I, I, I can um, <clears throat> screen share it onto the, uh, the, um, the board that we have uh, in front, the smart board. Um, I can write stuff and send it to students. Um, <clears throat> plus I use the iPad for my own personal use as well. Um, right. But I wouldn't have bought it if it wasn't for school. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. I bought, I bought other stuff, um, for students to use, um, you know, just to make, you know, my life easier, like whether it's like, a you know, like a bunch of scissors or rulers, um, you know, the school does provide some stuff, but there are some, some occasions where I want to buy things that the school doesn't provide. So, you know, I'll just shell out, you know, a little bit of money. Um, but for me, it's, you know, totally worth it because, um, you know, if you, if you're, especially if you're at the beginning of your career, um, you know, you want to establish yourself and you want to do, you know, a good job, um, with your work. Um, and we're both, you're earlier in your career than I am, but, um, we're both relatively earlier, early in our career. So we want to do a good job, establish ourselves, have good, long, enjoyable careers. Um, you know, so it's totally worth it. Like you said, um, to make your uh, work life a little bit more, uh, comfortable and enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you said, too, like the stuff that you buy, you can also use for personal use, you know, most of it, um, most of the stuff that I buy, pretty much all of it for work, I could also use for personal use. Um, so it's like just another benefit to it. Um, and like it, you take pride in it more, too. I feel like when I uh, when I buy like my own stuff for work, like I take a little more pride in it, whereas like if the company bought it, I wouldn't really care probably wouldn't take care of it and you know so that's not like a good habit to have of getting stuff and then you know where's the pride you know it's almost like the stuff that I buy like I earned it and um you know it's an investment and it's almost like uh investing in like a stock you know uh it's almost like you're the you're what you're investing in you know in the company you're that stock or whatever and you want to invest in it and you want to you want it to grow in the company um so yeah i mean that's kind of how i see it yeah yeah plus it's it's really no different than buying your stuff outside of work you're just 
buying yourself stuff that you want, you know, to make your life more enjoyable. Um, you know, we all, we all buy stuff, you know, some stuff we need, some stuff we just want. Um, but we all, we all buy stuff, um, with money that we earn from our job. So, I mean, it's, I mean, I really don't see it. think it's all that different. If you're buying something for your job, you're still buying something to make your life more enjoyable. Just like if you bought something non-job related to make your life more enjoyable, um, you know, you're just using some of the money that you earned uh, from your job um, to do that. And, you know, we only have our one, you know, lifetime to live. So, you know, might as well, you know, enjoy it. Yeah, for uh, for sure. Yeah, no, um, I, I like buying stuff. You know, I like, um, I like to shop, but, uh, you know, which can be a problem for sure. You know, uh, some, I used to like buy stuff that I wouldn't really need and I still do sometimes, but you know, it's like, I, I like to have that mindset of if I'm going to buy something, I want it to be something that I can use and something that's still kind of like fun you know like a lot of the stuff i buy for work like i want to buy it because i look forward to using it you know so it's like it kind of satisfies my uh my urge to to spend you know and it kind of moderates it a little bit yeah um yeah no i agree too i mean i pretty much everything i buy is something that i'll like actually use and actually um benefit me um so um uh, i was wondering are you still thinking about um eventually working at the um the uh like a wind farm i haven't been thinking about it too much honestly um it's something kind of in the back of my mind uh right now things are going really good with the company i'm with um i kind of like where it's going right now so I'm kind of just going to keep rolling with it, but, uh, you know, I'll put it on the back burner for sure. You know, if something doesn't work out, I, I have plenty of options. So, um, but yeah, if, if for some reason, like it didn't work out with my job, then I would probably head in that direction for sure. Uh, toward the wind turbine. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have options at least. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, um, at this point, going on three years with my company I'm pretty much you know grandfathered in I guess um to where you know they they know me um you know they know that I'm a a good worker and they want to keep me so um you know I could definitely excel within the company for sure if I stay but uh you know it doesn't always work out like that so keep my uh options open for sure yeah um do you, if you stay there do you think you'd still want to like work your way up and eventually and maybe be like one of those people that like um i forget the names or everything but you know the person that is like the last one to climb the tower that more so like finds the sites and stuff like that uh yeah i mean i i do like i think at some point i would have to um just because like your body can only go so far <clears throat> But um, right now, I really enjoy the being in the field, uh, meaning like working on the towers, hands on. Um, but, uh, you know, if I, I guess kind of hate to say it, but like go where, go where the money is, 
if uh, there's a position open that will give me more money, then I'll probably go there uh, within reason. Um, yeah. But, you know, for right now, I like, I like doing what I do. I like climbing towers. So, um, you know, one day, eventually, hopefully, you know, sooner rather than later, I'll get like a foreman position, maybe make a couple more dollars. And then, you know, at some point I do want to make more money. So, yeah, you know, but I'm not thinking too much about it. I know the right opportunities will come up when I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty cool how, um, like before you went to the Marines, um, you decided to do the Marines and it, it, I guess it kind of worked out. You were able to get a career that you, uh, enjoy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I could have gotten this job even if I didn't join the Marines, but I probably wouldn't have like the same drive that I have. I probably wouldn't be the same worker that I am if I didn't join the Marines. I probably yeah. wouldn't have led to that opportunity in the first place to get this job. So, yeah. Yeah. Who knows what I would be doing if I didn't join the Marines? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, don't want to know. Maybe in some alternate universe you're, you're living that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> God bless. <laughs> I don't have too much faith in that one. <laughs> there's a there's a theory that um, every time um, you make a decision, there's like there's a, a version of you, um, like the one that you are, that makes that decision. But also, in in some other universe, there's the same exact version of you that makes the other decision. Um, so, so maybe there is, um, some similar universe where, where you chose not to go to the Marines and, uh, yeah, that would be, uh, yeah. Who knows how that would have played out. I, I mean, I think either way I would still be alive and <laughs> I'm just not good, like type of person that I would be, uh, didn't have the best head on my shoulders, you know, before I left the Marines and I didn't have yep. a good head on my shoulders when I was in the Marines, nor when I got out. And I guess I still kind of don't, so I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what my point is. But, <laughs> well, um, so, but you seem to be on a, a good track now. So is there anything in particular you think that helped you, I don't know, get maybe a little bit more focused? Um, I think just, uh, you know, learning from bad decisions that I made, you know, it's like, uh, going through the Marines. It, it definitely like, wasn't my, uh, you know, the best, my brightest moments or whatever, you know, but I definitely learned a lot from it, you know, and going through what I went through, um, after I got out. To now I definitely I think I grew a lot for sure so I think the experience all of it kind of made me a better person for sure it seems like um the marines was kind of like uh college for you in terms of like a lot of times people go to college and they 
you know, do stuff that they're not supposed to. Um, but they end up coming out of it, like learning, learning, having learned like a lot of life lessons and stuff. So that, that kind of seems like what the Marines was for you a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And, uh, it could, I think with a lot of veterans, it goes one of two ways for sure. You know, um, uh, it's tough getting out and then, you know, you either make it or you don't, um, it can be really hard for some people, you know, it was hard for me for sure, but I know other people who got out definitely had it a lot worse, you know, and uh, sometimes it's just a matter of making it through it, you know, either you make it or you don't. And I'm thankful that uh, I didn't experience anything too crazy to the point where I'm, you know, a lunatic. I hate to say that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. And then it's pretty crazy with, I don't know if you've been following the, uh, the Taliban at all. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. It's pretty crazy what's going on over there too, but yeah, yeah maybe uh, stay away from that topic though. Well, I, I, I mean, um, well, they're not gonna, <laughs> they're not gonna send you over there. No, I know that. Yeah. So I'm not going to go, but yeah, it's, it is definitely tough though. Uh, now seeing that, seeing like, um, there's like a IED that went off and killed like yeah. something like eight Marines. So it's definitely tough seeing like the names and stuff. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't feel that if I didn't go, if I wasn't in the Marines, you know, I wouldn't, I don't think civilians really understand um yeah it's definitely tough to see that stuff and it's hard because i don't normally like paying attention to the news but yeah i don't really have a voice like with that it's like all over my yeah. news feed yeah it's like i can't not turn it i can't just turn it off yeah especially as a veteran no exactly yeah no i want to i want to know what's going on with it but you know i don't at the same time but i've just you know i can't hide from it it's uh it's hard because um you know this is it's like that could have happened while i was in you know yeah yep uh, and who knows what's going to happen i don't really want to like go into my opinion about it or anything but um hopefully it doesn't escalate too much uh it could definitely escalate a lot but you know hopefully we're able to man manage it from this point forward um yeah so we'll see what happens i hope hope it's not too disastrous i think either way it's going to be no matter what you know somewhat you know to some degree it's going to be a little uh catastrophic in a way you know hopefully it's limited though if that makes sense yeah um yeah it's definitely uh too bad um what's going on there with the taliban and um yeah it's amazing that a, a group can just take over a country like that's crazy it's like almost like it's not even real um you know sometimes i i'll read news headlines and i feel like i'm just reading news headlines like from a movie or from a tv show that doesn't even seem real um you know it's crazy you know 
this day and age that that's happening. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. And, um, you know, there's a lot of countries in the Middle East where there's, well, I mean, not just the Middle East, but like, but definitely in the Middle East where there's, you know, just bombs and um, stuff like that. And it's, it's scary, you know? Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's weird. And then, you know, I mean, here, it's like, it's not like that at all. We don't have to worry about that stuff. You know, it's, it's like another world over there. Yeah. It's crazy how, um, you know, how they treat women and children even, you know, um, yeah, that stuff is just insane. How, yeah. you know, people think I, I, I'm, I'm all for, you know, um, uh, progressive whatever you know to to an extent i know things aren't i don't know from some people's eyes things aren't fair here you know um but you know maybe we should think about what's going on in these other countries um yeah you know make us feel a little better about ourselves keep complaining about our problems you know yeah yeah no we <laughs> Yeah, no, our problems, I would say, are very small compared to some some other countries, definitely. Um, and we're definitely, I would say, more one of the most progressive countries, um, which, you know, you, you might not think about, you might not think that if, you know, watching the news or whatever, but, you know, we are. Um, when there's other countries where women couldn't even drive until recently or or where um child know, labor. yeah child labor there's this um small asian country called brunei um a couple years ago they they passed a law where um i think it was if you if you're found having a homosexual act then the penalty is that you get stoned to death like that's and that was just passed like uh, it was like two or three years ago um so you're right we are I, we compared to that stuff we are actually a very progressive country and we're we're getting better with that stuff um which is good and the other countries are getting better too you know it's just that they're like behind they're behind us you know right especially with uh women's rights and um you know uh rights for um the uh lgbtq uh community um but uh yeah and um you know it's too bad you know uh, reading this stuff it's like you you read a a news headline that says you know like over 100 people die in a bombing or a shooting in either the middle east or in africa and it's like you don't even like think twice about it you're like that's just what happens and you just accept it um yeah. but i mean which is crazy because that's a lot of people you know that have their their own lives and families uh, and a lot of them are kids and women and you know they're just gone through no fault of their own they just happen to have been born in a certain part of the world 
Um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, it's very, it's, it's too bad. Um, you know, what, what's going on and hopefully, hopefully, you know, they can, uh, you know, start, start doing better. Yeah, hopefully. Um, it obviously will, you know, uh, I think it's, it's gotta be heading that way. Um, like you said, it's just, they're a little behind and, you know, unfortunately right now there has, you know, we've talked about it before. Unfortunately, like there has to be, uh, poverty, you know, um, unfortunately, and hopefully that's not forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess for right now, you know, that's kind of how it has to be. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it is very sad that it's, uh, it's more tragedy than anything. It seems like, um, you know, it's too bad. There's just no peace. You know, I don't understand why we can't have peace, but yeah, I mean, I, I understand, but you know, it's just, um, one of those things that hopefully over time, our human behavior kind of changes and, uh, we're, you know, maybe not as big of assholes toward each other. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I do see things overall trending um, in the right direction. So hopefully it, uh, it continues to, um, you know, and hopefully, uh, hopefully technology can, you know, play a role. Like I was, I read this one thing about um, 3D printing of, of clothes, um, how in the future, you know, for clothes, we might all just 3D print our clothes, which, you know, which makes sense you know, if you can just do like a perfect measurement and then have a 3D printer at home where you can just print your clothes, um, it's, you know, it's convenient and, um, you know, you don't have to go out and get them or whatever. Um, but if something like that exists, then that takes away like all the sweatshops, like you said, and the child, child labor that goes into making a lot of clothes. Um, so hopefully uh, technology can play a big role and, um, you know, some of the, uh, the bad practices, um, that are going on right now, um, you know, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, we don't, I guess, you know, I, I guess I hope that, you know, like our differences that we have, which I think might be a big reason as to why we, you know, keep like hurting each other. Hopefully we maybe become more understanding or more empathetic of our differences. Um, you know, more of like a, a globalized society where we're all just like human beings and not like, you know, thought of as like different just cause we look a little different or we're from a different, uh, place. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, but you know, this is the, the time we live in right now um where we do have a lot of these uh developing countries that are having a really hard time with all this stuff yeah uh for sure i mean i don't want to see anybody suffer but uh i think we just got to be patient and um i don't know people need to just uh people just need to be patient (laughs) like yeah uh, I was thinking about it like 
Um, people are just so freaking impatient. Everyone's always in a rush. And when you're always in a rush for stuff, that's going to lead, you know, there's things that are inevitably going to happen to slow you down, you know, when other people, you know, get in the way of where you're going, people build resentment toward people. And, you know, so people who see things differently, I feel like, um, people just, you know, if they feel like it slows them down, it slows down everything else. And, uh, people build a major resentment toward the other group of people who sees things differently. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, well, just in the end, people just need to get over themselves. Yeah, no, I agree. People are definitely impatient. Um, you know, I see, I don't know if this is exactly what you're talking about, but I, I see impatience um, on the road all the time. Drivers are just so impatient and, you know, um, and you know that that kind of manifests itself to, to other things as well. Um, and you're right, people need to get over themselves, you know. Um, you know, I think, I feel like, yeah. go ahead. No, sorry. Uh, I was going to say that's exactly what I was getting at. Um, you know, it's a prime example. You know, you're driving down the road, you're in a rush, someone gets in your way or whatever, and then you hate that person. You know, you cuss yeah. them out. Yeah. And it's as simple as this person slowed me down a couple of seconds. <laughs> no. And people are that much in a rush to do yeah. things. Where are you going that's so important to, you know, that it affects everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I need to be somewhere too. Yeah. I don't, I don't care when I get there, get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, that stuff just leads to hate. And I think that's why there's so much hate is people are just going too fast. And, you know, when you, when you live like that, you don't have time to appreciate other people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, you're right. People, I think a lot of people have a mindset of like they they either want to be the best or they want their group to be the best exactly now, instead of just being like we should you know instead of just hoping that everyone's just well off you know um you know for whatever reason um but uh yeah um and then another thing um i was thinking that has a negative effect on people is uh social media um especially like with these uh political posts and stuff like that like mm -hmm. it's it's so easy to just kind of mindlessly go through that stuff and mm -hmm. and see stuff that gets you riled up and then it just kind of builds upon itself you just get more fired up and more fired up and then it just builds more hate and more hate towards other people um and it just builds a bigger and bigger divide. Um, you know, so I, I don't think, you know, I'm not super surprised in the divide in our country. I mean, obviously we had a, a divisive president, but you, you throw on top of that, you know, the social media as well. And I think you're just asking for, basically it's like pick a side and, you know, go at war with everyone else and, you know, it's it seems like a pretty unhealthy way for uh you know for people to go about their lives for sure
um, yeah, hopefully one day in the future, we don't have that, you know, we don't have the divide. Um, but sometimes you have to have the divide to get to the no divide, you know, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. sometimes you need, you need to be divided. You need to have, you know, in order to, um, get somewhere, I guess sometimes you need the conflict in order to have a resolve, you know? Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um, yeah, there's this thing, I think I didn't really read about it or anything, but I think there's this thing, and I forget what it's called, where it's like, it's basically like the, the, the strongest uh, survive like that, that motto. And it's kind of like, you know, we need, we need war and we need the fighting and stuff to progress as a civilization. Um, you know, like as, for example, um, as, as bad as something like, like uh, colonialism, as many people that, that die because of that, I guess the, the argument is that in the long run, um, society will progress through that, you know, um, through the strongest surviving and kind of, you know, either killing off or subduing um, the weaker um, for the progress of humanity. Um, you know, that's like an argument. And if you look at the history of humans, you know, obviously that's, that seems to be, you know, our history. Um, looking back, you know, thousands of years, it's, it's been really nothing but conflict and, you know, the strongest groups surviving and thriving and um, things like that. And, you know, you look as recently, what we're most familiar with is um, the British coming here and, you know, basically creating the the U.S., which is where we live. And, you know, um, so, you, you know, that argument of we need conflict to get better and to get stronger and to thrive, you know, that definitely does seem to um, have some legitimacy to it, even though it's, you know, unfortunate that along the way, um, there's a lot of um, sad things that happen. So I guess the question is, is in the future, is it ever, is it going to still be necessary to have that conflict or is it even necessary right now? Um, well, that's, that's interesting. Um, those are two good questions. Um, I think, or is, if, it, or is it part of our evolution process? You know, is it just, that's how we are supposed to evolve? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's kind of an unknown thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at our history, it, to be honest, it does seem like part of our evolutionary process because right. we've been doing it for so long. Um, in terms of do we need to fight now? Um, I, I think if, if you agree with the idea that we needed to fight in the past to progress, then I guess you would still agree that we need to um, have conflict now to continue progressing. Um, and as far as the future, um, I, I think on earth we'll get to a point where there's not a lot of conflict. At least I hope so um, through, like I said, technology and us becoming more of a globalized society and more empathetic towards each other. Um, 
so I guess I guess the next thing would be to look at um, you know if we travel off the planet, you know if we were to come in contact with other intelligent life, would that lead to more conflict or not? Um, you know that's something that's hard to think about now. Um, but I do I do think um, in the future, not too distant future, um, but definitely in the future, um, we'll have less and less global conflict because I think we'll be, I think our, our species um, will become more and more of a global uh, species. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think it's, it's not necessary to, to need conflict in order to evolve but I just think we're not ready yet. Um, yeah, we're not ready yet. We're yeah. not ready to do that. Uh, yeah. But I think it will happen over time. Um, I think eventually, you know, there's going to come a time where we have to agree to disagree. Uh, you know, we're not going to have a choice. And I think after, at that point, um, you know, maybe the world will come together one day. Um, but, you know, not right now. And then uh, as far as like going, coming in contact with like uh, another species outside our world, I think that there, that's definitely potential conflict um, unless there's some sort of technology at that time that allows um, earthlings and whatever that species is to communicate with each other then I think that would, you know, definitely decrease the risk of conflict. So, I mean, I guess it's all, it all depends on what technology is capable of doing that will minimize that conflict. Yeah. Um, that's interesting because if you, if you think about like, say, uh, people from Britain that came to the U S and encountered, um, the, native people that lived here you know it's kind of like what you said it's it's almost as if you're seeing you know uh things that are completely different um yeah. you know they speak a different language they look different they act different everything is different you know like if we in the far future came uh ran into a civ different civilization that's almost like what it would be like you know and yeah. that's probably that's probably what it was like for um, Europeans to run into these native people, you know, these people that are just so different than you are. Um, and that probably um, instinctually, they probably had uh, fear um, towards them, just like I think humans in the far future, if we ran into another civilization that would instill fear in us, you know, right. if, if we came in contact with something that we didn't know anything about, we didn't know anything about them, we didn't know how they communicated or anything, just like how we didn't know anything about the native people, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to instill some, some fear and some anxiety in you. Um, which I think, I think um, is just instinctual in us to be fearful of things that are different and things that are we don't know about, 
And I think it's a, um, I think it's a safety uh, mechanism, you know, to be scared of unfamiliar things because they could potentially uh, be harmful. So kind of like, you know, get out of the way and run away. Like, like, like when you see a snake, you know, you're scared and that's a safety mechanism to, to get away from it and, and, you know, find safety. So you don't, you know, get bitten. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, it's, it's, we live in this little time period right now, but I mean, who knows what's going to happen, you know, when, and if we ever come in contact with aliens. Right. Well, we're, um, you know, we're also fearful of things that we don't know how to communicate with too. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's as simple as even a wild animal, like a bear. Yep. Um, of course, a bear is scary, but say hypothetically, you knew how to communicate with that bear, like uh, telepathically or something, you know, um, yeah. and you're able to tell that bear that you mean no harm and it was able to understand you, you know, that would you wouldn't have you probably wouldn't have a conflict because that bear would be like okay this person's not a threat yeah you know so it's it's that type of thing that uh even with uh our conflict with other countries um the there's no communication you know um we don't know how to communicate with each other so i i think that's like the most important thing and if until we learn how to communicate with each other we're going to have that conflict and it, yeah. that that leads to, you know, uh, eventually in time, we're going to be going to a different, you know, outer space somewhere, hopefully. And yep. we might come in contact with something. So, you know, it could definitely go one of two ways for sure. You know, if we see something that we don't know, we don't know how to communicate with it. And, you know, it can see us as a threat. Um and our, you know, your instant reaction is going to be to defend yourself. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's the biggest thing with conflict, I think, is, uh, you know, you know, not knowing how to communicate, not understanding it. Yeah, you're right. Um, like if, uh, like if, let's say the British came to the U.S. and let's say for whatever reason, all the, all the native people that were already here, let's say they, <laughs> let's say they were all just like you know just a bunch of white people that spoke english like they wouldn't have been nearly as scared or fearful they would have been like oh hey like what's up um right. you know um just like if, if <laughs> just like if um in the far future if we come in contact with aliens and they happen to be just like us let's say somehow they speak like a language like the same language as us or something very similar where we can communicate i mean that would just make everything so much easier whereas right. like if we come into contact with aliens and they're like avatar or you know something that we can't even comprehend and they have like these senses that we like don't even know about mm -hmm. and maybe they communicate in ways that we don't even know about like like maybe they don't talk maybe they communicate through like thoughts or something like that you know um mm -hmm. everyone's just going to be freaked out you know <laughs> and um yeah. yeah so 
um yeah we'll it's we'll see it's it's um you know it's it's, it's kind of hard to think about um you know coming into contact with aliens but you know who knows maybe it'll happen someday yeah uh i mean i think uh it's a good goal to have try to find the aliens you know i, I mean that's what if i was like in charge of the world that's what my goal would be yeah. was find other life out there you know yeah um yeah and i think i think that's like kind of solely what we're doing um like right. with the space program and sending out like signals and stuff like that and you know certain rich people wanting to go to the moon and to mars and live on mars and stuff uh -huh. like that it's like we are kind of doing that like slowly uh but surely yep. meanwhile all this other craziness is going on in the world but um yeah. we we are like the technology is getting better and better um you know scientists are so smart technology is so good um that you know maybe not too distant not too far in the future from now we will be living on mars maybe or you know but you know humans like to spread out you know whether it's you know moving off of the african continent to other continents to you know sailing across seas and oceans and and now we're went to the moon I think we're just going to keep going unless we unless we you know destroy ourselves we're just going to keep going and yeah. going I was just about to say that unless we destroy ourselves yeah <laughs> global suicide Jeez. yeah <laughs> sounds sounds disturbing <laughs> yeah that was kind of that was dark yeah that was <laughs> That was kind of dark. Um, anyways, any anywho, <laughs> any, anyways, um, yeah. So yeah, so that's um, yeah. Speaking of that, I think I I I brought this up before, and I'm not saying we should do this, but just as an idea, um, like if you look at like what we are doing to like the the climate and um other bad things that are happening in our society um is is there an argument to be made that maybe we should do that what go outside of our uh find a new planet you mean no no commit global suicide oh yeah i mean honestly it kind of seems like what we're doing you know <laughs> to uh in certain aspects <clears throat> um definitely not uh the entire population you know for sure but uh i mean we do that we literally do <clears throat> we do things that kill ourselves um and you know we do things that affect other people too um i could list off probably 30 things right off the top of my head that people do every day that affect other people I, I mean, I, and I'm guilty of it too. And I'm sure you have been at some point. Um, <clears throat> not really sure where I was going with this, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think what I, what I was saying was, or what I meant, what I was trying to say, and again, I'm not saying we should do this, 
But if you look at some of the negative things that humans do, should we destroy ourselves on purpose so we don't keep doing those negative things? I think eventually those negative things have to come to an end. Um, I, I agree. It was, it was just a question. Yeah. No, I, I. I mean, for like the benefit of everything else you're saying. Well, I'm saying like, like if you look at like all the tragedies that are occurring, all the the human rights violations, and you look at all the negative things we're doing to the environment and the planet yeah. and all the horrible things we do to animals and oh, all the okay. all the and all these all the negative things that are directly caused by humans should would would the right thing to do be to and again I'm not saying we should do this but is there an argument is there an argument to be made that the thing that humans should do is to exterminate ourselves so these negative things um stop happening ah man that's a gray area right there um you could go either way to be honest and either way it would make sense i don't think there i don't think i don't think it would be a bad thing either way uh do i i don't think we should because i believe that I hate to say it, but I believe the things that we do are natural. Yeah. Uh, I believe that where we're at is a part of the natural evolutionary process. Um, so I, I, there's definitely bad things that happen, but there would be bad things that happen regardless if humans were here. Um, you know, there, there's, you know what I'm saying? If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, like you said, I think it's all the, all this stuff that we're seeing, I think it's in our nature, um, you know, and it seems to be just part of the process of our progression. And our, our species has progressed a lot, especially in the last couple hundred years. So we're going to continue to progress and that progression. And also we've become a lot more empathetic, believe it or not, in the last couple hundred years. Um, there's a lot, there's, I believe there's, um, well, I, I mentioned before, there's a lot less, um, what are those called? Um, those, uh, the, uh, um, sacrifices, um, we don't really do sacrifices anymore. Um, as far as slavery goes, um, there is still slavery. Um, and there's, there's more slavery than there ever was. Um, in terms of total numbers, but in terms of percentage, the percentage of humans that are enslaved, um, it's the smallest percent right now um, that there has been. Um, so percentage-wise, there are not a lot of slaves right now compared to uh, the recent past, um, which is good. I would say that that's progress. So we are we are actually making progress, even though it may not seem like it, because you know you watch the news or you go on social media and you see all these bad things, um, you know. But uh, we are progressing in terms of becoming more of a civilized society. So we're going to continue that progression, you know, and hopefully we don't destroy ourselves, and hopefully we can 
you know, do some cool stuff like, you know, explore the universe and, you know, just answer more and more questions that are currently unanswered. Right. I guess, I guess the real question is, is the progression worth it? You know, what happens when we eventually develop the technology to do, to be able to do things outside of what we can do now. And it's like not worth it. You know, what, what if we go out in space and there's no planets that are inhabited, you know, there's nothing out there besides rock and, you know, whatever else is in the universe, you know, what if there's really nothing out there besides, you know, yeah, stars and planets and, but no, no humans, you know, isn't that like, the point is to find other life you know what if there is no life out there and we're doing all these things to eventually get there but it's there's actually nothing for us to see you know so it's like i guess that's the question is is it worth it um is it worth the pain and suffering of others to be able to see stuff that might not even be there but isn't the whole idea to find out if there's things out there you know so even even if you find out there's nothing out there didn't you still accomplish the mission? Um, even though it might not be the result you want, like, um, like Columbus going across the Atlantic, you know, if, if he lands in the Americas and it's just horrible, it's not livable or anything. It's like, like he would still say it was worth the trip. I think to find out that there's just inhabitable land over there. Um, you know, and, you know, I think it's, it's about the, it's about the journey. Like if we're, if we develop technology to travel throughout the universe and actually find out, you know, if intelligent life exists, then I I would say, I would say it's worth it because that's pretty cool in and of itself. And if, and if we are the only intelligent life in the universe, I mean, that in and of itself is pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, that only makes you feel special, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like the odds of that, like of all the the billions of stars and the billions of galaxies, like for us to be it, like that would be like incomprehensible. It would, the odds of that, I mean, what are the odds of that? You can't even calculate it. Well, it seems small, like with with all the stars and all the planets going around, all the stars and all the galaxies. It seems it, it seems to me like there's got to be at least life, like I and I'm assuming intelligent life too somewhere. I, I totally agree, and I agree with that whole thing. Um, I do believe at this point, you know, with with everything that we've been through already, you know, it's like you can't just throw all that away. You know, it's like, we might as well keep going. Um, I think that's like, really is like the whole point of our existence is to um, uh, experience things, you know, experience new things. And now we're at the point where we've pretty much experienced everything on earth. Yeah. I mean, you know, so the next step is to go outside. And if you don't have that as your goal, then what's the point of, you know, what's the point? So, Yeah. yeah, I, it's key to our survival to uh to have that mindset of what's out there yeah um 
yeah and it's it's really it's really amazing like it's almost like it's a game and it was set up for us to play like you know for us to evolve from primates and you know go through the progression of you know making a few inventions and you know exploring new lands and um you know sailing and like just keep exploring and you know discovering things and continuing that nowadays with actually going exploring other planets it's like it's almost like it was set up for us in a way where we could just continuously progress there's like never an ending to it you just keep going and going like you know you discovered you know new land and you figure out everything about the earth and then there's like the next step where you you know learn about your solar system and then there's the next step where you you know go into the galaxy and then there's other galaxies and the whole universe it's like it's almost like it's set up for us to just keep going and going and going right yeah i mean maybe that's that's our purpose right there i mean you know if it's if it wasn't designed as a game you know if it, if it is just a natural thing it definitely is a game now you know it is a game that's all it is right like if it wasn't a game before it is now it is now yeah figure out what's out there yeah exactly and that's... everything kind of just led up to it yeah and we're we're playing we're part of the game yeah yeah we're a small part yeah. but we are a part of it small part but every 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 part of the game counts though yeah you know yeah we're all yeah we might not be around to find out how the game ends but at least we're part of it at least we're part of it yeah <laughs> yeah yep. yeah games are uh, go ahead oh, i just said games are fun yeah <laughs> yeah it makes more makes life more interesting if you think about it that way it does no it really does like i, I want to do good in the game you know yeah um i want to, I want to have a high performance rate yeah <laughs> um you know you know, keep keep a few keep a few rations um yep. you know lay, yeah. lay off the city for sure yep maybe eat a few snakes yeah eat a, <laughs> yeah maybe uh put some camouflage on yep definitely camouflage some, some of that snow camouflage <laughs> yeah <laughs> you 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 have captured a reticulated python <laughs> uh man that was uh such a good game it really was i i mean honestly if i had a playstation 2 in front of me right now i'd be playing metal gear 2 or 3 yeah i know i yeah oh i i would totally love to play that game again it was yeah so good. Metal, Metal Gear. Was it Metal Gear 4? Or was it Metal Gear 3? Snake Eater. Snake Eater was Metal Gear 3. Okay. I believe uh, there was two uh, Metal Gear 3s. And Snake Eater was like a different edition, I think. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Um, and they, I believe they've since come out with Metal Gears 4 and 5, I think. At least 4. Metal Gear 4 they had for the PS3, which we had. We played Metal Gear 4? Yeah. 
Yeah, you you bought it for uh for the PS3. Remember, remember when you bought a uh, PlayStation Three? That PS the the PS3 was that the black that was the black PlayStation, right? The I mean, black, <laughs> right? <laughs> the PlayStation Two was black, and the PlayStation Three was black, and the PlayStation Four was black. I'm pretty sure they're all black. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember Metal Gear after Snake Eater. So they had Metal Gear Three. I'm trying. Do you remember the Praying Mantis in the Metal Gear Four? Vaguely. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Like, I, I, we, I beat it. It was, uh, it was actually pretty easy. I mean, it wasn't easy, but it was. Um, yeah, we had it. You bought oh. it. Yeah. Wow. Um, I do remember buying the PS3. Um. But I'll, the only thing I remember playing on the PS3 was Madden. Yeah. Um, and MLB, the show, 08. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And NBA Live 09. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember it would be a team. We would play online. Yeah. And we would one guy in the, in the, in I, the back. I, would, I, I was Josh Smith, and you were just throwing all the yeah. oops. Yep. Full court alley oops to to me. <laughs> Pretty sure we won every single game. Yeah, we were good. We were really good. Yeah. Once yep. we got the rip down, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We played four and five on defense. And then once we got the rebound, or once they scored, we just throw the alley oop. <laughs> well, yeah, you risk the chance of giving up a bucket, but it's like a 95% chance that you're gonna get yeah bucket. So um there was a I think it was the Sacramento Kings. They were at least talking about the idea of playing a little bit of four on five and then having one player to stand next to the hoop. Really? Yeah. They never did yeah. it, but like, do you think that would work? Uh, I think it depends on, maybe it depends on who, uh, who you're, who you have on defense. Um, you obviously want athletic quick guys, you know, to be able to cover, uh, the open guy as best as possible. Um, I think maybe with the right lineup. So what if what if we had um, what if we had uh smart uh smart um, Tatum Brown and uh, who's what's that guy? Uh, I forget his name. That guy Robert. they just got from uh, the Mavericks. Um, Josh. Josh. Yeah. Josh Richardson, who's a pretty good defender. Josh. Um, yeah, not... hmm? Oh, so I said Josh, uh, Josh Johnson. I meant Josh Richardson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Josh Richardson. So you had those four defenders. And then let's say, or maybe, yeah, let's say you had those four defenders play like a, a 2 2 zone or something. And then say, I don't know you throw Rob Williams at the other end. Exactly. <laughs> like, do you think like, what if you just threw out that out for like once or twice a game? Like, do you think that could work? Well, would you rather have Rob Williams on defense though? Well, yeah, maybe. Um, that's what I was thinking. Maybe Rob Williams on defense. Then who would you send on the other end? Um, probably, probably Brown or Tatum. They're both pretty good defend yeah probably tatum i mean he's the best scorer so if you throw it down it to him he'll probably be the most likely guy to score yeah um 
don't know, I guess Josh Richardson, Josh Richardson. I don't know how great he is on defense, but um, that way you got four solid defenders who are quick and athletic. And then you have one decent scorer, Josh Richardson on the other end. <laughs> like, I think if you just broke that out in the middle of a game unexpectedly, that might work. I think it would. It'd be, um, it'd be worth a shot, I think, and see what happens. I don't think you could do it like the whole game, but if you no, if you just broke that out like in the middle of the third quarter, like I think that could work out. So that makes me think of um, I think it was twenty, maybe twenty sixteen uh playoff game with the Ravens versus the Patriots, and um, so what the Patriots did was like right it was I believe they did this in the second half right mm-hmm. they brought in extra offensive linemen so that they had six offensive linemen instead of five and what they did was if i remember correctly they'd have so there was like normally there's five offensive linemen the center and then two on each side so now there was six so now there was let's see there was the center and then there was three on one side, two on the other side. But the side that had only two, they made the player that was like all the way to the side, they made him an eligible receiver. So a guy that you would normally think of as just a blocker, they wow. made him an eligible receiver. And they told this to the ref, which was legal, but no one ever did this. Wow. And they just threw this out right in the middle <laughs> in the middle of like the third quarter of this playoff game and they they got like two or three big completions out of it that helped them um eventually win that game so it's like if you just throw something out there in the middle of a game that no one's ever seen before um there's a chance it could work yeah definitely uh i think i think that'd be a good play to try like up by 10 points yeah um got a little bit of cushion just in case it doesn't work yeah but and i mean and you actually see this play sometimes unintentionally like if a player is like slow to get up so there's only four defenders and they get a stop that player right. is just there you, you actually this actually does happen um sometimes and it does actually work sometimes so um it might be worthwhile to do that intentionally uh every once in a while so if you were if you were the offensive, if you were on the offensive side, would you have a guy stay in the backcourt with that <laughs> that's guy? A good, that's a good question. Because I probably would. I would just go four on four and make sure that guy can't score. What? If, okay, so say you were, say you were a high school basketball coach um, at Summers. Say you replace, uh, you replace uh, Jeff Henson <laughs> 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 as a JV coach. So. <laughs> So you're coaching, right? And then all of a sudden, this other team does this. They they drop one of their defenders all the way back, and your team's on offense. What would you do? Would you would you like call a timeout, or would you just let your team play through it? I would probably have whoever is supposed to be defending him. I'd probably have him stay, and then just play four and four, and kind of playing defense at the same time with that one guy. Okay, so you make turn it into a, into a four and four. Yeah, I think that's what I 
Okay. Yeah, this. I, I, yeah. Sorry. I wish the team would do this. I'd like to see how it would work. Yeah, and um, because even if you do score, you know, you can still have you know you can still inbound the ball super quickly, and you know it's going to take the defense to a minute to get back. So even if you do score, you're still probably going to give up two points on the other end. Um, so I think it would probably be worth just playing four and four hopefully get a bucket, but at least, you know, for a fact that that guy's not going to score. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the team should have did. That was playing us, uh, us on NBA live. They should have brought one of their uh, offensive players back to guard uh, I, Josh, Josh Smith. I think uh, some of them started doing that from what I remember. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we talked after that, cause we actually had a play. <laughs> <laughs> Were we playing other players that were two player or would we play other players that were just one player do you know we were playing players that were one player i believe maybe a mix you know some two one because it seems Uh, like a pretty big advantage if you're going two on one it's a huge advantage yeah definitely yeah you don't have to like call plays you could just have the other player just you know do whatever you need them to do like cut cut through you know you can communicate real quick and cut and then boom yeah. whereas like when you when it's just one player you kind of got to like set up the play you know yeah so definitely an advantage yeah um yeah um i haven't really played um too many video games although i want to um mm. but you know I, i've decided um to not get a, a console um you know i was thinking about maybe getting one like for this summer Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I ultimately decided not to just because I didn't want to spend like too much time playing it. Um, yeah. you know, I didn't want to be what I thought would be, you know, too unproductive, but I, and I'd also, I, I'd feel obligated to use it cause they cost a lot of money. So I wouldn't want to like buy it and then be like, Oh, I'm not gonna play right now when I spend mm-hmm. like hundreds of dollars on it. Um, exactly. hmm? Uh, I, I said exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why I haven't gotten one. Um, you know, I try, try to do with my summers off. You know, I still have um, video games on the computer that I'll play, um, which are fine for me. Um, but I guess because of the cost of a console and the games, I've decided to hold off at least for now with uh with get buying a, a a new console yeah yeah i'm kind of the same way like i know if i got one i would either never play it or i'd play it all the time there's no yeah. in between <laughs> no and yeah it's uh i like the idea of it i like the idea of just playing video games like in my free time but you know then i tried that i tried getting into it again like a couple years ago and I got hooked pretty good onto uh, NBA 2K and I was playing that pretty frequently. And then I just stopped playing it, never touched it. And I just, I don't know. I just didn't feel good about playing it anymore. Yeah. It's just so consuming and you invest time into it sometimes. Yeah. It's almost like a a lifestyle, you know, it's like either you're a gamer 
or you don't play at all. There's not like an in-between, like, oh, I play every now and then, you know, exactly. it's like that doesn't even exist. Yeah. Um, what's the plan? Yeah. Um, so one thing that's interested me a lot is um, mental health in video games. Um, so I feel like every piece of research I read or hear or anything recently is all about how healthy video games are for people, um, about how they're used for people that have like anxiety, um, things like that. Um, obviously, if you're addicted to video games and you're playing all the time, it's not healthy. But like, if you try to research like mental health and video games, which I tried to do, it's like, it's like all positive stuff. It's like, they're good for you. And like, even like our school is like, we have, they push this uh, video game club. They're like, oh, we got into, we got to do e, um, what are they, e-games or whatever. Um, it's like, I, it seems like video games are really being pushed um, as something that's like beneficial or a positive. And um, I was just very surprised by that. Um, you know, not that I think they're necessarily harmful, um, but obviously if you play, if you're addicted and you play a lot, then they can be. But I, I was surprised at how much positive things you that I've heard about video games because that it seems to me like it they're too easy to be good for you you know what I mean like a video game yeah. is easy like if yeah. if you if I go to play snake eater like that's like zero effort that like I want to do that I'm gonna enjoy it um time's gonna go by fast you know it's like watching tv or anything like that which I would not would not say is healthy for your um social emotional uh health so I, I was I was surprised in all the positive things I've heard about playing video games so I don't know if that seems surprising to you as well um I think in some ways it can be I think uh a lot of the games can uh impacts like your reaction time yep uh, possibly improve your reaction time you know yep. like uh video games like um i don't know like metal gear even you know uh yep. i think there's definitely some portions of the brain that are going to be affected differently um but it's just like anything else it's you know in moderation it's it, i think it can be good yeah i think there's definitely some benefits to it i don't know like I'm sure too. It's also about the game that you're playing, you know. Um, but yeah, video games are easy, you know. Um, it's not like learning things the hard way. Even if it is like an educational video game, I don't think that's necessarily educational. Uh, but I think there are certain parts of the brain that are uh, probably positively affected by it. I'm sure. But um, it's just like drugs, though, you know, a little bit can be good, but too much is bad. Yeah, I've kind of I feel like I've learned that pretty much everything in life is good in moderation and yes. ev everything in life is bad if you overdo it. 
Yeah, that's pretty much uh, <clears throat> what I've learned too. Yeah, <laughs> um, everything is. Even the good things are bad if it's too much. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Everything. Um, like if you, like if you eat a whole apple, um, like the uh, seeds of an apple, they they contain uh, trace amounts of cyanide, which in larger doses would kill you. But if you eat an entire apple, it's harmless to you. It's right. actually the health benefits are probably good for you. You should do it. Um, but obviously, if you ate a whole bunch of apple seeds, you'd probably die from an overdose. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, everything really is moderation. Like, if we did this podcast for like five hours every day, like, it would be like, way too much. Yeah. Um, but like, once a week is like, good. Um, you know, that's why like, things like, um, overwork like people that used to have to work like 80 hours a week you know that's why you know life was so hard for them because there's no moderation they're just going to the brink you know right um you know so just in life in general we just need moderation with basically everything yeah everything um even water you can drink too much water and drown yourself you know yeah yep yeah, you gotta um, watch watch out for that. Yeah, no, every day I'm just, make sure I'm being careful when I'm drinking out of my uh, thermos. Little gulps, Josh. Little gulps. <laughs> yeah, no big gulps. No big gulps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one big gulp and that's it. <laughs> big gulps. Nice. Big gulp. Yeah, big gulp's not good. Well, see you later. Well, see you later. <laughs> um, yeah. Big gulps are good. Um, it's, you know, but too many big gulps are not good. Yeah. Yeah, having a, um, a Big Mac every now and then is fine, but if you have them every day, it's not good. Nope, not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, um, smoke a little bit of meth good yeah but meth not good yeah yeah you try to limit your meth intake um yeah. like five or six times a day you know i'm working on it i'm working on it yeah once you get in the double digits it's over yeah yeah i'm trying to stay below the double digits for sure yeah yeah um yeah that's that's interesting how every single thing in life you can have too much too too little of it or too much of it there's always a sweet spot for everything yeah uh can you think of anything that you can overindulge in and have it be good um let's think so what does anything exist where you can just you want as much of it as possible i don't think so I what don't about think reading? so. Hmm? What about reading? So if you're super addicted to reading, well, I mean, if you're so addicted that it like ruins your job, like you get fired from your job and 
you, you know, you, you're reading while you're driving and you're, <laughs> it, it ruins your marriage. <laughs> I had to leave him. He was reading too much. <laughs> well, so. I, no, I know. So, I know. Yeah. So I, 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 uh, I brought this up before, but when, um, when books were invented, uh, a lot of people were freaked out by them because because people thought that people would read too much and they wouldn't be productive anymore. They would just spend all mm-hmm. their time reading because um, why wouldn't you? Um, so, so that was actually a fear um, one day. But um, yeah, I mean, like anything, if you get if you get addicted to certain things, it can, you know, it can make you eventually get fired from your job or divorced or, you know, um, like if you're could lead to, you know, like a, a car accident or, or mm. something. So, you know, even something that seems harmless, like reading, like if you're like truly like so addicted to it that you really can't stop, then I think it could definitely be uh, very negative. Very true. Very true. Yeah. I guess there's really nothing out there that you can, uh, you can do too much of, um, you do too much of something, no matter what it is, and it affects everything else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So moderation is key. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Um, now, now, like it, things can be manipulated, like, um, like say like push-ups. like you can, you can practice push-ups to get better and better at them. So it like changes like the amount that you can do. Um, but like, you would never just want to trying to do push-ups all day because that would be very unhealthy um but but you can like change I guess what I'm saying is you can change like the sweet spot like maybe you know if if you're not too strong maybe like 10 push-ups is like the sweet spot for you right but if you practice them then maybe eventually you can change your sweet spot to like let's say like 40 or 50 push-ups right so if I do a little bit of meth now, yeah, then build, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you do, if you do like you know five or six bumps now a day, you can eventually work your way up to like twenty or thirty bumps. It'll be perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm working toward it. <laughs> yeah, especially it's that it's good to do those when you're at the top of the cell tower. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh man, if I could do 30 bumps on the top of the cell. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a Jesse Pinkman uh, special right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesse. Jesse. Good <laughs> Yo. Yo. Leave me alone, Mr. White. <laughs> yes, yeah, science. Science, bitch. <laughs> Thank you.